Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey, welcome back to the Silver Fortune podcast. So it has been a while since uh, any of you heard my voice on, on a new podcast. Uh, something like a month and a half ago was the last time I put out anything. It was an interview. Um, and then, you know, prior to that is probably another week or two since I put out an actual podcast. And wow, have things changed. I mean, for context, you know, the last time I put an actual podcast out was almost two months ago. Back then, you know, the price of silver was, you know, trading around 17 to $18 an ounce, maybe a little over $18 an ounce, you know, on that specific day. Now we're talking about silver, um, over $20 an ounce, over $23 an ounce, actually, as I'm recording overnight of course for those of you that are watching in the asian markets uh, we saw silver over 26 dollars an ounce gold at least the gold spot price um, inching closer to two thousand dollars an ounce right i mean these are huge moves and again for context last time i put an actual podcast out uh, gold was um you know sitting around 1700 right? Sitting around that level. And now we're talking about gold getting closer and closer to $2,000 an ounce. So what's changed? What has changed in the meantime? Or maybe a better question would be, why is this rally occurring in, in silver and gold? Um, and is it sustainable? I think we'll, we'll talk a little que- first question first off. I mean, the fundamentals for silver and gold are, are they're numerous, and and they're they're what I've and so many others have talked about in our podcasts and channels and and newsletters and websites etc. for for a very long time now going back to to even before the big run up in two thousand you know ten and two thousand eleven the fundamentals are numerous. First of all, you can look at the physical supply and demand picture, which has only gotten worse thus far in uh, twenty twenty, namely that. Uh, supplies going down as mines have or at least were shuttered for quite a while and going forward a lot of mines are probably going to continue to be shuttered either a because of the coronavirus or b because a lot of those mines i'm talking about aren't actually what you call silver mines a lot of times they're base metal mines copper lead zinc etc and an industrial demand for those products are you know dropping because hey we're still in a major recession because of the coronavirus and therefore silver supply is going down as well i mean i'll remind you that silver supply silver mining supply you know something like three quarters of it comes from you know as a byproduct from byproduct mines from these base metal mines or gold mines right um and then there's a demand aspect of it demand for silver and gold have been huge this year right they finally come back and it's been like this for a while i mean going back to you know march march was kind of the the moment where i think a lot of silver and gold bugs as well as maybe some new silver and gold bugs kind of woke up and realized uh this is 
this is bad. You know, they saw what was happening in the marketplace. They saw what was happening with the pandemic. They saw what was happening with the economy. And they responded by hedging in a big way. I mean, that was unprecedented demand back then. And and has it slowed down since then? Yeah, it's it slowed down, obviously. Um, dealers are able to get their product out the door. Uh, to some extent, the physical market has had an easier time, you know, moving just physical product around, refining product, creating new bars and coins, etc. But demand is still relatively high. And, and I wonder what it's going to look like, you know, when we start to get the numbers for what it's like right now um, amidst this huge move up in price. Right. And then there's the the economic and, and the market fundamentals for for precious metals. Right? I mean, how many dollars has the Federal Reserve printed since the beginning of the year? Right, And compare that to what they planned on printing this year. How, how much has the debt gone up, uh, the, the U.S. debt gone up, the U.S. federal government debt? How much has global debt gone up since the beginning of the year? Right, and You can add to that a couple more trillion in, in stimulus packages that are likely to still be released in the next you know, five months before the end of the year. Right, and those are all fundamentals that are bullish for precious metals. So, I mean, the question, you know, the next question is: is is this is this sustainable? Um. Well, I mean, I think also to get to that question, we also have to ask: is there more than just fundamentals to this rally? And and obviously the answer is yes. There's a lot of speculation right now, paper speculation in silver and gold. I mean, there's also been a lot of talk among some, you know, gold and silver bugs or, or watchers market analysts that are saying um how are banks dealing with this big move up banks specifically bullion banks that traditionally have been very short uh silver how are they dealing with this move up and and are they going to deal with serious losses how are they going to respond are they going to respond by moving the you know knocking the price down maybe similar to, to how we saw the market move last night um, you know those questions are arising as well you know i think there's a lot of speculation and a lot of it is paper you know you you can see this from zero hedge and, and from many others speculating on you know when is is slv not silver but slv and gld not gold but gld the the paper etfs when are they going to become the next flavor of the day for day traders for retail investors for momentum chasers much akin to to how um you know tesla has filled that role um the bankrupt car rental company hertz has filled that role for some period of time a lot of other really struggling companies um you know american airlines and all these other ones that are you know either on either on the brink of bankruptcy or have already declared for bankruptcy, you know, those are the companies that have become the flavor of the day. Or, you know, biotech, vaccine companies, etc. Right? And there's been many others that have become the flavor of the day. In fact, in many ways, it reminds me a lot of, of you know, China back in the day. And, and it's probably still the case today in China. But, but there was a period of time, this is probably like three, four, five,
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Five years ago, uh, where where Chinese markets would behave in a similar manner, but it wasn't always just stocks or just Nasdaq stocks or tech stocks or anything like that. It was anything and everything that they would speculate on and drive the price up to to crazy levels. I, I remember once reading one story about apples. Apples were a highly speculative market because, you know, they were tradable. They, they had a futures market or something that was functioning. I'm going to guess it was probably also pretty low volume. Um, and it was, you know, speculated on. And the price went to crazy levels. And then those speculators moved on to something else. We've seen the same thing in the crypto market, right? Speculating on one crypto and then on to the next, especially, you know, with the big run-up that, that Bitcoin had, you know, a, a couple of years ago, we saw a ton of speculation then in the crypto market. So is that speculation now making its way into silver and gold? You know, it's hard to say. What, what I will say is if that's the case, this is hardly the end of the story then, right? You know, I think maybe some people maybe wrongly would be discouraged by looking at silver and gold markets over the last 24 or 48 hours and see, wow, look at this big move up. Look at silver, top $26 an ounce. And oh, you know, as I'm recording this, Tuesday morning, the 28th, silver is, you know, below $24 an ounce. Down 4%, down a dollar. That's, um, you know, down over $2 from its high, over $26 an ounce. Some people would be wrongly discouraged by that. But if this is a truly speculative bubble, that silver and gold will be moving into well then then they're not in the bubble yet i'll remind you that silver and gold have been systematically suppressed yes suppressed by 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 bullion banks by you know analysts that are constantly downplaying their value by governments that are constantly downplaying inflation this has gone on for years years upon years you know and, and they're nowhere near their true value based on, you know, fundamentals. And so if this is any sort of a speculative bubble that they're moving into, well, I would hardly call $26 an ounce a bubble or $2,000 an ounce for gold a bubble, given the fundamentals, given how central banks and governments have been behaving over the last few months, never mind the last decade or two. No, you know, I've long said that that when silver and gold move into their next bull market or more accurately, they've been in a bull market for a while now, especially gold. But when they make their big moves upwards, there's going to be a period of time where they're overvalued. They are going to be in a bubble. But but we're not there right now. No, I mean, if anything, all I'm expecting and maybe this is what we've already seen is a pullback. Right? Nothing moves in a straight line. As I said, in the last two months, silver's made a move from, you know, let's say around $18 to last night, $26 an ounce. That's not sustainable. There's going to be pullbacks on the way, and the same is true for gold. 
the gold to silver ratio, since it's low, uh, what was the low in, um, or I guess you should say the high, low in terms of silver value relative to gold. The high was, I think, over 120. Nobody could actually buy it at that level unless you were buying, again, just paper contracts. But, but uh, it was, you know, well over 100 to 1 for a while, the gold to silver ratio. You know, in, in a matter of months, we've seen it move below 70 to 1, or sorry, below 80 to 1 for, for a short period of time. Right? That's a big move, and, and you're going to see pullbacks on that move. More to, more on the gold to silver ratio here in a, in a minute, by the way. But, but my long standing prediction has been that no we're going to see a bull market that is lengthy and and not just a speculative bubble that blows up and then pops akin to you know silver and to some extent gold back in you know 2011 2012 2010 i think it's gonna be much longer than that you know even go back to to uh russell napier i've quoted him a couple times and, and basically saying you know paraphrasing that why can't we start to think of this in terms of a 30-year bull market, right? If if bonds can be in a bull market for 30 years, roughly speaking, well over 30 years, you know, then why can't silver and gold do the same? I'm not saying that's exactly how it's going to happen, but we shouldn't limit ourselves to a one or two or three-year bull market, with that being said, at some point we're going to see them in a speculative bubble, and that would be the time to trade from silver to gold, probably, or precious metals to a different asset that you see as undervalued. Real estate, land, stocks, something along those lines, right? Depending on, on what their valuations are at that given point in time. You know, maybe fiat over a very short period of time, Right. But, but we're not there yet, in my opinion. Of course, as always, don't take any of this as an investment advice. You know, I always have that disclaimer at the beginning of my shows or at the the, the bottom of them down in the description. Uh, how about buying at this price? What are your guys' thoughts on that? I mean, I can tell you my thoughts are, no, <laughs> this, is, this is looking expensive. Even if I think silver is going to $50 an ounce, I mean, you might be asking, oh, come on, Silver Fortune. If silver's heading to $50 an ounce or $100 an ounce, why wouldn't you buy at this level? Well, namely because premiums are going to be really high right now. I was looking at Atmex, um, and this was overnight. So I'm guessing the, the price of silver at the time was probably like 25 bucks an ounce, right? But uh, for like an American, um, American Silver Eagle, it was like over $35 an ounce. Right, that's a huge premium, and even their generic silver, you know, I'm going to guess is at a pretty high premium. I'm looking at Atmex right now, with with silver, you know, around a little below twenty four dollars an ounce. It still feels weird saying that twenty four dollars an ounce, but but American Silver Eagle twenty eighteen thirty six dollars and seventy two cents a piece, any quantity. Right, I mean that's that's a huge premium, right? And there's some other ones on here, you know, if you want to. Kookaburra, random year. You're looking at about a $7 premium, you know, which is high for Kookaburra. If, if you want to look at, you know, generic silver, um, it's still, I think, going to be relatively high to where I would like it, especially given, you know, the best, you know, or given the current price. It's just, uh, 
it's too pricey. And I think, you know, if it's going to settle at this level, then then I think we can wait for the those premiums to come down. Again, I'm looking at Appmex here for, for generic silver. A lot of it's just pre-sale stuff. A 10-ounce silver bar is, is at about $28.23 and, and in terms of per ounce, on a per ounce basis. That's like $5. For, $4 in some sense, I think. Or, you know, somebody do the math for me. In terms of premium, that's huge. So, no, I'm not going to be buying right now. Um... You know, I have other things for my funds anyways uh, to go towards. It's just too expensive. Now, does that mean that our time in the precious metals market to buy is over? I don't think so, no. It's just, you're going to have to play it by ear. It's So much of it is dependent on those premiums. If those premiums were lower, or if we had a bit, you know, ideally, a lower premiums and a little bit more of a pullback in silver, then I'd say, yeah, that's starting to look good again. Another reason why I'd say that would be, and again, don't take it as investment advice. Make your own decisions for yourself. You guys are probably all mostly adults. Uh, Another reason would be the gold to silver ratio. Now, as I said earlier, the gold to silver ratio has come down significantly in the last few months. For context, um, if we're looking over the last six months, uh, the gold to silver ratio, I'll bring it up here in a second. Um, The gold to silver ratio was at one point, I believe, over 120 to 1. Right? You guys all maybe remember that. That was when silver just absolutely tanked, even though nobody could actually buy it at that price. Um, Gold to silver ratio, I'm just going to look at it here over the last six months. Yeah, it had a high of over 125 to 1. Right? Currently, the gold to silver ratio is sitting at, uh, let's see here, about 78, 79 to 1, around that level. Or sorry, 81, almost 82 to 1. So that sounds a lot lower, and it is a lot lower than 125 to 1. But if you're looking in a from a historical perspective, you know, that was where that ratio was for a long time. And, and that whole time... I was always saying this is this is a high ratio, right? There's a while where I was thinking, you know, 84, 85 to one was high, and you know, little did I know that ratio is going to move to 100, 125 to one, right? It's crazy, but but no, that's still a very high ratio, 85 to one, or 82 to one, 80 to one, 75 to one. I think is pretty high, you know. So that could be another reason to to um to look at this market and say, hey, maybe there's still some value in silver. I mean, look, I, I know so many people will be thinking, well, come on, if you're thinking silver's heading to $50 an ounce or $100 an ounce or whatever your price target is, if you're thinking you know, significant inflation is around the corner, then why wouldn't you buy now? Well, because we had so many years of silver under $20 an ounce. In fact, I remember making a podcast that you know basically said $20 an ounce silver will soon be a thing of the past. And, and that very well could be the case going forward. But we had so many years of silver at 15 bucks an ounce, 16, 14. You, know, you guys all remember that. And many of you bought at that time. You, you backed up the truck, as they say. And so doesn't it kind of hurt to buy silver at $24, you know, $24 an ounce plus a high premium? 
Now I get it for some of you that's dollar cost averaging. Some of you, I mean, that's just where you're putting your savings and I have total respect for that. And I'm not trying to discourage anything or encourage anything. These are all your own decisions. But for me to look at that and say, it's a full $10 more expensive than, than maybe where I bought it at some point. Um, I don't know if I have any of that silver anymore, the $14 an ounce silver, but you know, um, it it's, it's hard to, to look back and, or to look at it now and say, this is affordable. With that being said, this is, you know, a bull market that, that is just getting started. Just getting started. And there's so much more to this that we can talk about in future podcasts. But that's all I have for you today. Uh, I'm going to try and make this more regular. Like I said, this has been like a month and a half that I've been away. Hey, I've been starting a new job. I've been busy, right? Busy working and busy you know, spending time with my family, right? Those are my, you know, that's where most of my time goes. And so time for my podcast has been reduced. But I do want to make this somewhat regular. I'm shooting for something like once a week, right? I I think the days of Silver Fortune putting out five or six or seven podcasts a week uh, are probably over. Um, But if I can, how does that sound to you guys? Once a week, right? You guys can get by on your Silver Fortune fix on once a week, right? Especially since there's already so much other great content out there. Um, So, as always, I'd like to thank every single one of you from the bottom of my heart for tuning in to today's podcast. And God bless.